0: Welcome, everyone, to the Random Inks Podcast. My name is Justin, and as always, I have my co-host with me, Mark. Hey, guys. How's it going? Today, we're talking The Last Jedi and our experience in watching the movie and what we thought about it and how others are reacting to it, how we're reacting to it. Um, it came out on Thursday night. We saw it Thursday night. And here it is Sunday, so a couple days later we're going to give our initial reactions about The Last Jedi. Today is December 17th, 2017, and this is episode 13. Uh, we want to welcome you guys again to, to our podcast, and thanks for taking the time out to listen to, to us talk about Star Wars. One of our favorite things to do, so welcome. So Last Jedi, like I said, it came out on Thursday. And we went and saw, me and Mark went and saw a doubleheader starting with Episode 7, The Force Awakens. And then after a 10-minute break, Episode 8, The Last Jedi Started. So I just want to talk a little bit about that experience and seeing the, the two movies back-to-back in the theater. Um, for me, seeing Episode 7 on the big screen was worth it. I thought it was great to be back brought back memories from two years ago when I went and saw it in the theaters and enjoyed it there and it still was fresh for me and a good sit down watch the movie and enjoy what was going on and kind of being reminded of what happened I, I think I watched episode seven a few months ago so it hasn't been too long but it's great seeing any movie any good movie on a, on a you know large screen in the theater with the sound system so as far as that goes, um, it was good to, to do that. It wasn't like, you know, why am I doing this? You know, I just want to see the new movie type thing. It was, okay, this is awesome. I can't wait for the next one. And I'd catch myself every once in a while in episode seven. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I get to see episode eight right after this ends. I'm, you know, it even got me more excited to see it. So I think overall it was a, a good move for me, and I enjoyed doing it. So I don't know. How, how was your experience with that, Mark?
1: You know, it was good. I think going to to see the to see him back to back is really the way to do it uh, because they're both good. You don't have like a Jar Jar Binks character that makes you want to hate yourself a little bit. It's just good. Right. So I, I liked it and it and it uh, jumped right in to the to the next movie and you were excited about it. Um, and then uh, I mean, kind of like you, it's like, you know, you watch some of the stuff and you're like, oh, crap. But, oh, I get to see the next movie right now, you know, so yeah. you don't have to wait. And that that was pretty cool. Um, it was just an overall, uh, you know, fun experience. We went to the Cinemark uh, on um, – where was it? Jordan Landing. Jordan Landing. Do you know where that's at? They have amazing reclining seats. <laughs> I would definitely suggest it. Very uh, comfortable very comfortable uh normally we go to megaplex we chose cinemark because their tickets for the same exact thing were like half the price i have no idea why but they were half the price yeah
0: and yeah usually when we go to the megaplex we see it in imax and they weren't having the imax option with the back-to-back movies so it was good to to have the recliners i think being in the recliners helped as well because we talked a little bit about that um How we went to see the Avengers Marathon when uh, Age of Ultron came out. And they had a 24-hour marathon of all the Avengers movies up to that point. And it was just, it got to the point where it was uncomfortable sitting in this, you know, small seat that didn't recline for that period of time. But if we had done it in, you know, that type of setting, it would have been a lot better, a lot easier.
1: Yeah, and not only that, it was so long that by the time the last movie came on you didn't get that much of a break. Yeah. But you know, for the new released movie that you were just done. You know, physically you're done sitting, you're done being there, you're just done. I think that would have been a lot better if they would have finished the one and then had like a 4-hour break or something. Yeah. Cuz then you could go stretch, get some food, do whatever, right? But um and then you're in these little seats and stuff and uh, you know if i were to do a marathon or something definitely would want reclining seats
0: yeah so yeah a lot better than the the avengers marathon this time and we did talk a little bit about how having to watch if they did a seven movie marathon and then showed episode eight i don't know if i would want to do that just because it's interesting you know the they do follow each other and tie into each other, but they're not outside of, you know, they they do have their separate trilogies, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, you don't need to see the pre... If you see the prequels, you don't necessarily need to see the next ones and vice versa. If you see the originals, you don't necessarily need to see the prequels. And so far with the sequels, you don't have to have seen the rest of them to know what's going on. So, I don't know, I think for me I probably wouldn't have done a, a seven movie marathon to see eight. I think seeing seven, then eight was, was good enough. So.
1: Well, I think to, um, the, the original three, what, four five and six, uh, they're so dated. I don't know how fun it would be to watch it, yeah. you know, in, in a, um, in a setting like that. But I mean, who knows? But yeah, like you, I, I think it's, I, I would rather not watch them all like that. So I, I like how we did it, just the two. And I think, it, you know, for the next one, I'd probably go to the three, right? One, two, you know, seven, eight,
0: nine. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be acceptable. I think, especially with seven and eight, I mean, seven ends and then eight picks up, right, you know, that same day or same time frame, whatever you want to, whatever term you want to use. So there wasn't, you know, there was a sense of, it's just one long movie. So that was good.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you've seen it, right? Seven ends and literally 30 seconds later.
0: Yeah. So the overall story of The Last Jedi, you know, starts immediately after Episode 7. But um, I thought it was going to take place, you know, we'd, the end scene of Episode 7, Rey's holding out the saber to Luke and... He's like, "Who are you?" And what you know, what are you doing here? Type. He's got that expression on his face. So I thought episode eight would be like the crawl would happen, and then we'd pan down to the island, and there's Ray still holding the saber. I thought it'd be that type of uh, cut to the the action or the story. But instead, we get we're back at the resistance base on the planet that they were on. I, th- I think it was the Elenium system. I not sure which planet it was, but at their base and they're evacuating. And so we kind of see how they evacuate and escape because the first order is coming to, to attack their base and blow them up and get rid of them. Cause now they know where they're at. And so we see that evacuation and there's some action sequences with Poe Dameron taking on a dreadnought in his X-wing and uh, he kind of takes out the cannons and the bombers attack, you know that we got that whole storyline so even though it, it deviated from what I thought in my mind was going to happen when it opened, I still was like, oh, yeah, I like this part. This part's cool. You know, I wasn't disappointed in that we didn't get to immediately see what happened. And I thought that was a good move because then you're you're still in the back of your mind. You're like, OK, you know, what's going on with Ray and Luke? You're kind of waiting. You're, there's some anticipation there. But yet at the same time, you're enjoying what you're seeing on screen with this battle between the resistance and the first order. So, um, and if yeah, by now, if you have if you don't know, we are going to be talking spoilers. It's a straight up spoiler review of the last Jedi. So, if you haven't seen it, you probably want to wait to listen to this until you've seen it um, at least once. <clears throat> so we get that that first battle with Poe and. The resistance, the resistance is able to escape. And then we cut to the island with Ray and Luke, and Ray takes or yeah, Ray hands the saber to Luke and he takes it. And the exact opposite what of what everyone was thinking, what would happen next happens. <laughs> <laughs> right? right. <laughs> I mean
1: everyone's just thinking like he's waiting for her and you know, use the force to see it and he's excited and yeah. here comes his new pupil. Yeah. And then we get him tossing it over his shoulder over the mountain.
0: Yeah. He just throws it over the cliff. He's like, "Yeah, whatever." And walks off. <laughs> <laughs> just so random, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was and that's kind of indicative of how the rest of the movie goes. It's like, you have in your mind all these things that you want to see happen. And the exact opposite happens or something totally out of the norm or out of character perhaps happens. And you're just, for me, I was just constantly caught off guard with the, how the story played out. Some things, um, you know, do, ex, you do expect to happen, but even those things don't end up being the way that you think they're going. So that's one thing I did appreciate about the movie because I never, I mean, I see the the comparisons with episode seven and episode four. Um, I see them, but I don't, I'm not the one saying, Oh, it's a complete retelling of episode four. You know, episode seven does have a lot of similar, el- similar elements, similar points, but it is its own story. And you can't really make that argument with this movie. I mean, well, the same there's similar things where there's similar events that happen, but they're totally different outcomes. Uh it's just different. So that I really appreciated that in the in the overall story. Um so we get we cut to the part where Luke is on the island. He doesn't want to be brought into the conflict. He's a hermit, he's he says he's you know hit himself away from the rest of the the galaxy and he's in the most unfindable place and he doesn't want to be found. He doesn't want to be involved. And so Ray kind of doesn't know what to do at that point. She's left floundering and, uh, doesn't know what to do. And so we got that whole sequence on, on Octu the Island with Ray and Luke, uh, going back and forth. And finally, uh, it's R2D2 that convinces Luke that he needs to help Rey. He still doesn't want to get involved in the conflict, but he wants to. He decides to to train Rey in the ways of the Force. He still doesn't believe the Jedi Order should be resurrected or reinvigorated. He, but he's willing to teach Rey something. He's, he tells her that he'll teach her three lessons.
2: Mm-hmm. And how do
0: you think that went, Mark, with uh, with the scene with R2 and? and Luke, and how he changed his mind.
1: Um, I don't know. It was kind of strange, right? Um, it almost felt like when that happened, he kind of felt like he owed it to R2. Right? Yeah. Like, like okay, you know, if R2 can, can still be part of it, I guess I can do a little something. You know? And it, it was kind of, um, I don't know, annoying but that's not the right word it was something you know that that it was like that for me because i don't know it just bugs me people and Justin and i talked about this and i call it the kaladin syndrome <laughs> and you know if you've watched if you've read stormlight archives you know who kaladin is and it's kind of like that uh that attitude like i mean you know i'm a hero i have this power but I don't want to do anything because bad things happened, and that bothers me. You know, as and maybe that's just good writing because that bothers bothers me with people I I see. So when I see characters like that in a movie, it really bothers me. I'm just like, oh my goodness, like, you know, you'd rather let the, you know, galaxy die a horrible death and get enslaved again than come out and help because some bad things happened. Yeah, and uh, you know, so. It's just kind of annoying to me, but you know, he does it, and, and you know, I thought he did a good job. You know, sat right down, he's like, Look, I've got three lessons for you, and uh, it's you know, it's really gonna teach you. And, and what does he ask her? Like, what, what are the Jedi, or what do they mean to you, or something like that? and uh, basically tells her that she's wrong in everything she knows,
2: yeah,
1: and uh, uh, you know starts to teach her you know goes through these three lessons and the first lesson kind of ends horribly right yeah
2: um
1: you know he teaches her to reach out with her senses um <laughs> that was a pretty funny part too right yeah. it's like feel that and he's like playing with her or something he's like oh i think i feel it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that part was pretty but you know so he teaches her to reach out with her senses and uh she sees the dark right and she goes to it, you know, kind of without hesitation yeah. and, you know, Luke snaps her out of it and just basically says, look, you know, you didn't even hesitate. You just went right for it. And, uh, and he, he almost stopped teaching her. Like I thought he was going to be done, Yeah. but, uh, showed up a little bit later, um, taught her lesson two. What was lesson two?
0: Lesson two. That's a good question. <laughs> I can't remember in what context the lesson occurred, but he, the next, he sat her down and talked to her about the Jedi and how they were at their, their premium, their height of power. When Darth Sidious came in and basically overthrew them and the Republic. And they didn't even know, they didn't even do anything about it. And the Jedi were, were responsible for um, the training of Darth Vader. He kind of threw some shade at Obi-Wan Kenobi you know, kind of like it's his fault Darth Vader exists, and and he just talked to him about how he was, you know, the legendary Luke Skywalker, and he, he was unable to um, stop Ben Solo from falling to the dark side and becoming Kylo Ren. Um, as far as a lesson, I don't. I guess I feel like maybe
1: that was, yeah, more of like you know, be aware, like, don't get, don't get comfortable. Don't be arrogant. You know, you're, you know, there's always something that's stronger or something just kind of like that, you know, like don't get uh, too, too comfortable in your power. Yeah. And, uh, that kind of seemed, and I have no idea what the third one was, right. That was like about the books, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think me and a a friend were talking about it yesterday actually. And that's why I'm kind of Bewildered that I can't remember lesson two because we specifically talked about it yesterday. And but we couldn't, me and my the other friend couldn't determine what lesson three was. We're like, well, what was lesson three? Did they get to that? I, maybe she left before I think she left before they got to lesson number three. So, yeah, I so I wonder if that's going to come into play later. Maybe he comes back as a force ghost and and she... teaches her lesson three as well as other things
1: yeah i that that's funny because i huh i don't remember yeah i don't remember but anyways he's supposed to teach us three lessons (laughs) we don't remember what they are because we're not jedi but (laughs) if we were we'd remember and
0: uh yeah it'll probably come to me later
1: yeah that was interesting um You know, this, this, you know, what I'm, we're going to talk, what I'm going to say next, it kind of came out earlier. One of the actors actually released this, uh, little spoiler, but Yoda's back
2: Yeah.
1: and that, that was pretty interesting. And, um, he basically told Luke, like, Hey, it's okay. Like, it's okay to fail. It's okay. You know, like stop beating yourself up. Basically stop being a baby. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, he said that failure is one of the many ways that we learn. It's one of, one of the most powerful teachers is, is failure. So I thought... When I didn't realize that Yoda was going to be there, I had hoped that there would be some Force Ghost. I wanted it to be Anakin and Obi-Wan and perhaps Yoda. And so when Yoda showed up, I was pleasantly surprised. And it was good to see that connection. Because I think that's something that, you know, if especially if all the other Jedi are gone, how are the new Jedi going to learn? You know, there needs to be some sort of passing on the the instruction. And the only way that can happen is in this universe, that's, you know, something that's been established, well-established is, you know, Yoda or Obi-Wan coming back from the dead and, and teaching the new Jedi. So that's something that I appreciated. Uh, one of the, you talked about the Kaladin syndrome, how the, the hero has all this power, but yet they're afraid to do anything because of some bad experiences. And I think that I was frustrated with that as well with Luke. I was like, you know, here the, the original trilogy episodes four, five, and six was about Luke's hero journey where he came from nothing and overcame a lot of things and ended up defeating, you know, the ultimate evil in the, in the galaxy with, you know, Vader and, the Emperor, I guess he helped that he didn't actually do that, but <clears throat> he was a key part of that and then here we are, thirty years later, and he's you know hiding out, not doing anything that was frustrating to see that you know our hero is is um not stepping up to the plate like he did in the past, and so the first time I saw the movie, that really bothered me, and after I thought about it and saw it again, the next time i I realized that. Even though he is he's considered the last Jedi in this movie, at least until the end, um, he's still following the Jedi codes because one of the first things that Yoda teaches him in *The Empire Strikes Back* is, you know, that a Jedi uses the Force for knowledge and defense, never for attack. And I think that's the the trap that the Jedi fell into in the prequel trilogy is they you know, basically became generals and fought a war. And it, you know, eroded their, their honor and, you know, broke down their, their codes. And so Yoda learned this and he passed that on to Luke. And so I think that's why he, he didn't want to be the one that came out and to lead the, the resistance against the new order. Cause that's, that would be a repeat of the mistakes that he did in, or that the Jedi did in the prequel trilogy. He didn't fill out that, that was his role. Even though he could have and he probably would have made a difference, I think he, it would have turned him further towards the dark side, which he didn't want to do. And even in the end, when he shows up at the end, you see that he never really engages with Kylo Ren. In that last battle, that last uh, scene with him and Kylo Ren on Crate, he, you know, ignites his lightsaber and he's, I mean, there's two reasons to it, but he's, you know, he dodges the saber. He, you know avoids the them but he's he's stalling for time basically what he was doing and that he he also obviously if he would have tried to connect sabers it wouldn't have worked it would have just passed through and then kylo ren would have figured it out but i think that leads to the reason why he didn't show up in 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 reality that he tried to do the project himself over space Instead of showing up physically, because he probably would have been drawn into a conflict, a physical attack. And that's something he didn't want to do. He wanted to, um, you know, not attack. He just wanted to buy time so that they could escape. Yeah.
1: When you wonder, too, like, I guess now as I think about it, like, if he was more, you know, like, not so much... I don't know how to explain it, but he was kind of more hard on himself because he gave up on, on uh, Kylo Ren.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Because, uh, you know, he saw some evil in him and just assumed that's evil and almost acted on it.
2: Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, without waiting to see what really happens. Yeah. I wonder if, you know, part of him, you know, feels like, you know, that's, that's almost like. To Jedi like almost overjudgmental like oh you have a little darkness in you you must be becoming dark we got to get rid of you and um, I don't know does that make sense at all I, I think I wonder if that kind of ha- played a big part in it too he just you know he was ashamed of himself yeah
0: well he, he said that in the movie that the he he acted and he ignited, ignited his lightsaber and then a couple moments later he felt ashamed and so he'd take it back if he could, but kylo went Ren woke up, Ben Solo woke up and reacted and that you know, from there things just deteriorated, so he did feel a lot of shame. And that also fed into him wanting to retreat from the world and not get involved.
2: Mhm.
1: Well and I wonder too, because um you hear all the time that uh uh Emperor Snoke had a big part to play in you know and Kylo Ren and it, you know he was part of it and it wasn't Luke Yada yada so did I, I want to kind of know what the interactions between Kylo and Snoke were before that moment
2: Yeah
1: you know cuz you don't really you don't see that at all but it suggested that they knew each other before then Yeah so it's kind of um you know I, I wish I could see those interactions to see what evil he's talking about.
0: Yeah. Well, that plays into the overall mystery of Snoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the past two years, everybody's been asking, you know, who's Snoke? I, I think Snoke's this guy. I think Snoke's that guy. And that's all fun and games. But for me, it's all, it was always, I think we talked about it last time, for me, it's always, you know, who, who was he in the, in the sense that what role did he play before becoming supreme leader? Mm-hmm. Was he a dark side user? Was he perhaps one of Luke's original students that defected and then ended up coming back and taking Kylo Ren with him? You know, what? Who is this guy? Why is he so powerful? And why have we never heard of him until now, until these movies? Obviously, that's the way the story was written, it was developed years later, but they could develop some sort of story, backstory. So that's what I've always wanted to know. Who is he and you know, why would he want to take Kylo Ren if he's so powerful? Why would he want Ben Solo in the first place? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it, yeah, definitely. Snoke is like that character, like who is he and stuff. And really, and we talked about this. There's two major questions in the entire movie, right, from the first one. Who is Snoke? And who are Rey's parents? And at the end of this movie, you you're wondering who is Snoke and who are Rey's parents, right? <laughs> right. And yeah. it's like they got so close to answering both, and they didn't answer either.
0: Yeah. And I'm not sure we'll get to see Snoke in the movies. They might release a book or a, you know, some media.
1: That's is he really dead? <laughs>
0: I don't know, he might come back with spider legs. Darth Maul did, so you never. Know. Yeah, well, I'm just wondering, right? Is he? No, he was dead. he really dead. He was dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they didn't answer that question, and I don't think we'll get an answer that to that in the movies. Maybe, I guess there's some could be some exposition somewhere in, the, in Episode Nine that explains where he came from, and that would be sufficient for me. I mean. I want to know. I just want to know why he was who he was. I don't necessarily need to to see it. it. Best, I would like to see it, but you know, best case scenario, I'd like to see it, but it's not that important at this point. Uh, and then Ray's parents, they they threw an explanation out there, but I I don't think that's the explanation. No way.
1: No way. Because basically, he said, "Oh, they were scavengers, and you're nobody." Yeah. Which is weird because they've alluded that, you know, like the Skywalker lightsaber's calling to her and this, that, and the other, you
0: know? Yeah, she, in her Force vision, she was on the planet Jakku and she was looking up at a spaceship flying away saying, come back. So that would, allude, that would indicate that those are her parents flying away in a spaceship, so they didn't die on the planet Jakku in grave, right? They left the planet and she was waiting for them to come back. And yeah, it's just, it doesn't match. I think Kylo was just looking at a way to manipulate her. Like he was manipulated with Snoke, um, to be his apprentice that he would use the same tactics on her to be able to manipulate her to stay with him because he knew that she didn't have anybody. And so, By telling her that she was nobody, but I, I, you're somebody to me, you're important to me. You know, that would be create a sense of belonging for her to, to feel like, you know, this guy cares about me. He wants me to work with him and we'll be together type thing, but she doesn't fall for it. So I think that's why that's the wrong answer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Maybe – and that might be like what you said. Maybe there will be some dumb book and you'll get to read something about her parents and figure it out. But, I mean, who knows? It just seemed like they should have answered it.
2: Yeah.
1: And, you know, probably the other thing that I wish they would have resolved and they didn't was Leia. Yeah. Right? We, I think we were both way wrong on our predictions with Leia. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. – <laughs> I assumed she was dead. Uh, Watching the show, I was like, oh, there it is. She's gone. Adios. And apparently she's just too Jedi to die. I don't
2: know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That was one of the questionable scenes for me. Um, Not that she used the Force, but that She, she, you know, she's blown out into space and was out there for a few minutes, and then she's still alive. That's the part that's, I'm like, really? Um. And then she used the force to pull herself back into the the ship. That the fact that that happened didn't bother me, but the way it looked <laughs> was kind of silly in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. The way that it was just executed, I it was kind of weird.
1: Did they did they film that before she passed?
0: Yeah, apparently cuz you know, they they were done with most of the filming when she passed hmm I only did a couple pickup shoots afterwards that didn't involve her so I think that was supposed to be part of the original movie the original script
1: hmm yeah like you said kind of weird I thought it was like a far cry too I was like eh, you know that's strange but I mean I guess it's the perks of being Jedi uh, you yeah. know no oxygen and negative 400 degrees means nothing yeah physics mean nothing
0: i I could have bought it if she would have started to fly out and then as she gets out of the ship she's you know uses the force to stop herself and go back in so it's you know 30 seconds or less where she's out there in space but where she's out there floating around for minutes or more i mean probably i got the impression it was like three four five minutes but maybe it was more of it
1: What was strange for me is that you've never seen her use the force ever. And, you know, maybe her brother's trained her and stuff. But all of a sudden, the only time you really see it is she does some crazy, you know, high level Jedi trick, you know? Yeah. So that was strange for me. I I don't know. I mean, I I for sure thought they were going to, you know, end it with her and kind of like we were saying, there's all these people whose lives ended, you know, <laughs> um, in the last two movies. And the one person that you thinks would, because unfortunately, you know, she actually did pass away, is still alive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think for my mind, I would have changed because they could have. They could have changed it up so that instead of it being Luke... They could have done it two ways instead of it being Luke projecting himself through space. He could have they could have refilmed it so it's actually him. And then he, you know, the falcon comes down and he flies off, he escapes or whatever at the end or he does the projection and then instead of dying, he just, you know, is really tired and mm-hmm. is able to recover. So, I don't know. So basically every movie is someone's going to die. One of our you know, beloved characters that are our heroes growing up is one of them's going to die in each movie, mm-hmm. which I think is a bad strategy. I think one or two dying, yeah, okay, but kill them all off? I mean, who's next? Chewbacca? <laughs> You're going to kill off R2-D2 and blow up R2-D2 and 3PO? and? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but... It, but too they kind of allude that that might happen right i mean even kylo ren said you know we have to get rid of the old
0: yeah got to let the past yeah, die
1: yeah you got to let the past die and you know even you know luke kind of said the same thing you know it, you know the the old ways are done
2: yeah
1: you know the jedi shouldn't be around anymore and the sith you know like you know it's like almost like kylo ren's going to redefine The dark side, you know, and, uh, and what you're left with is these two untrained Jedi that don't know how to control their emotions and have all this power. Yeah. And so, I mean, I wonder if, if that's what you're going to see, you're going to see the death of tons of people. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And at the end, they alluded to that you know there's other people out there that can access the force and you know is that going to play into this trilogy or is that going to be you know a whole other set of movies what's that all about um but the thing is one the one thing that the jedi did well was they were able to identify force users from an early age perhaps a little too early if they're taking them as babies but um at a young age and being able to train them so they're not... Because if no, if they don't get trained, there's a possibility you could have an army of dark side users just out of control, right? So mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's dangerous for the galaxy. That's one thing the Jedi did well is, hey, you have the special power, we're going to teach you how to use it, we're going to teach you how to help people, improve society, all that good stuff. And now you don't have that organization, that structure, so people... Are just going to grow up using the force, and if they give in to their emotions uh, their hate you know the first time they get beat up by a bully or something, they're gonna react and perhaps kill that person, and then you got this whole craziness going on
1: well, and then who who's gonna train them yeah, right? I mean, <laughs> you have Ray who's received all of no training and Two uh, lessons. Yeah, two point five lessons, <laughs> and uh, you've got um, stinking Kylo Ren who has a tantrum and you know kills everything in sight. So that that that's what you got. That's yeah. that's your leaders, and yeah. so um makes you wonder, what now? What's yeah. next?
0: Yeah, and then you know with this movie ending really you only have i guess you have two skywalkers but one's leia and she's on her way out and then you have you know ben solo of the skywalker bloodline and these you know trilogies these three trilogies have been about you know the skywalker saga and their story um so at this the way we're going with this movies these sequel movies is that the end of Episode 9, you're either going to have a dead Kylo Ren and no Skywalker, which is a, to me, it's a disappointing end to the Skywalker saga, or you're going to have a Kylo Ren who's, um, you know, a Sith Lord or whatever they're calling him nowadays, a Dark Side user. And so do you end the, the series with the only Skywalker is a Dark Side user and a powerful... You know, evil influence in, in the universe? Or do you kill him off? I don't see mm-hmm. he can be redeemed at this point. I think he's too far gone to be redeemed. The, w- the way that Vader was redeemed was he did all these evil things early on, and he kind of still did, but he had a lot of time to think about what he did and to mature and, you know, grow up, basically. So he was, I think, him being redeemed was a little more believable than if Kylo Ren did it in these movies because he's still young and emotional. and mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't know. I don't think – I think Vader was more far gone than
0: he was, and this is why. I think he was more far gone, yeah. I think he'd done because, more stuff.
1: Yeah, because Vader – and he knew how to control his emotions. He knew – like he'd been through that training. So when he went bad, he knew exactly what he was getting into. Yeah. Good. whereas i think ben here's this young man who who's kind of lost he's got all this power and you've got luke telling him one thing you've got snoke telling him another and then you know all of a sudden it looks like luke's betraying you you know so then you've got these emotions pulling you so i think emotionally you know yeah he's bad but i when he didn't kill leia i thought he was redeemable i was like oh yeah there's I think there's a part in him that can definitely become good. And you could see his interactions with Ray. You know what I mean? Now, may, maybe at the end, you know, when she was like, you know, we can do this. And he kind of chose that path. But I, I still think that's part of his emotions playing into it. Like he doesn't know anything else because the one time he had he, – he was going to choose a different path, he was betrayed by the one guy that should protect him.
2: Yeah.
1: And so I don't know. I, I think he's redeemable. I, I – I can still see it at the end. He's not a Jedi and he's not a Sith, but he's somewhere in between with him and Ray.
0: Okay. That yeah, I guess that's I mean you bring up a good point that he didn't kill his mother, which um I mean if they were gonna write Leia out, that'd be a good way to do it. Um so maybe but maybe her death her off screen death in the next um movie kind of has a big impact on him and he slowly starts to change i mean that could be the catalyst that brings him back to the light side is the death of his mother
1: Mm-hmm. but then and there's just a lot of factors i mean it's so hard to say what happens now right i mean because yeah. you still have the knights of ren where are they no idea nobody knows they're out there somewhere though right uh they're around um who knows if there's any more Jedi hanging out? Probably not. But at the end of the movie, like you said, you see that kid use the Force. So what, you going to have a million Force users running around? Um, is it going to be a war of, like, little kids that know how to use Force a little bit? You know, I mean, yeah. what next? It's, it's just kind of strange where they took it. And, uh, and with the death of Snoke, holy cow, right? I mean, that was a... That was a jaw dropper. That was amazing. The way he died was amazing, right? It was totally legitimately amazing. Uh, He's sitting there telling uh, Kylo Ren to kill Rey. And Kylo Ren, there's a lightsaber sitting right by Snoke and he turns it with the force and lights the lightsaber and cuts him in half. And that was amazing. And then after doing that, he can barely beat nine temple guards. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he has to have Ray's
1: help. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, strange, strange term of events. But when when Snoke died, my, my mind blew up. I think everyone did in the theater. I'm sure, I mean, Justin, you've seen it three times now. Did everyone, like, pretty much have the same reaction? Like, what the crap just happened?
0: Yeah, there were a lot of gasps in each showing that I went to. Clapping. So yeah, people were surprised by
1: it. Yeah. I mean it I never saw that coming in a hundred years. I saw I mean, I saw like some kind of showdown with with Luke and, and Snoke. Yeah, and, been cool. uh, but I mean one thing I did say to Justin and I think it's you know good to say here is that I, I also think it's interesting how they both died. Because the whole idea of the movie and the whole uh um Idea of the force is that there's balance in the force, right? The Light side's not ruling, the dark side's not ruling. There's a complete balance in the force. It's bal- balancing itself out. And here you saw uh, Emperor Snoke, who you know was definitely bad, die in anger and hatred, you know, and and uh, you know a uh, move of self, yeah, betrayal, you know, being selfish, things like that. And he died that way. And then Luke died in an act of selflessness, you know, act of, you know, of giving a, you know, an act of, you know, everything that's good. You know, he gave himself knowing what was going to happen and he gave himself freely and he did it for the good. And so you see these two powerhouses die complete opposites deaths. And when you take them as a whole, they balance each other out. I think that's interesting to note because it seemed like the whole movie was that way the whole movie was balancing itself out as it as it progressed and i you know i i think that was the point of it to show that neither side is is ruling it it it's a balance
2: yeah
0: and now what yeah it's a good point i mean the next movie should follow that thread that there needs to be a balance um I, maybe it's possible to have no light side dark side users just have <clears throat> force users in the middle. But I don't know how that would look. Do they do some good and some bad? You know, are they completely neutral like uh, Luke was trying to be because mm-hmm. he was being a hermit? You know, is that the answer?
1: Well, I think, I mean, I I think it's like, for example, um, when, when uh, Anakin goes and sees... Yoda, right? And he's like, oh, I, you know, I'm caring for this person, you know, like when he had these premonitions and he's like, care for these people you do. And he's like, yes, he's like, oh, careful, you know, because this leads to that and that leads to that. And that's the shadow of greed, right? (laughs) And that may be true, but I don't think it's always that way. Right. So I think what's going to happen is instead of light users and dark users being the rule and you know, people in the middle ground are the exception. I think you'll see the opposite happening where an evil person is the exception or a really light person is the exception. Does that make sense? I think you'll start seeing like people being more able, like it's okay to have emotions. Yeah. It's okay to be sad and upset. It's okay to be happy and glad. It's okay to want to be the best without being prideful. It's okay to do, you know what I mean? And I think that's what you're going to start seeing because here you have two Jedi who are now the most powerful Jedi around, and they don't have that kind of training to skew their thoughts one way or the other.
2: Yeah.
1: But, I mean, it's hard to say, really. I mean, there's, it could go so many ways, but I, I think that a complete Sith or a complete Jedi is a – that's trained. That's not natural.
0: Yeah yeah and yoda's always been my least favorite character in the whole thing because he's always giving bad advice right (laughs) he tells anakin oh don't care for your wife he didn't know that who it was that he was talking about but basically he told anakin don't care for your wife let her go if she has to die oh well you know who's gonna take that advice Be like "Oh, okay yeah be happy you know
1: cheer for her death be happy you know it's like
0: and then he tells yeah. Luke, ah, don't worry about your friends. If they die, then it's the will of the Force. You know, and who's going to accept that answer? Yeah, so, I don't know. For me, he's always just giving people bad advice, so I don't like him. Well, I, think
1: of, I think that's part of the, being a Jedi, though, right? You're like, you're so close to your emotions. You're so close to whatever. And Sith is all about emotion, all about acting upon your your lusts and your greeds and your you know what i mean and uh, not your compassions and stuff and so um and that's why i've always thought that the the balance in the middle is the harder path
2: yeah
0: yeah so um what are some things that you liked about the movie mark i mean i liked uh, the Ray luke interaction I mean I expected that it, he wouldn't just run off and help him I thought there'd be some push and pull uh, there's more push than I'd like but I liked their interaction and how they grew to you know, understand each other and I liked how Luke would talk about the, the Jedi, the force we kind of got more meat on the bones of the force You know, what, some more definition of what that is and how it works so that, that's something I liked. I liked the development of Poe Dameron. He, he had a, a large part in this movie, and I think that's good because I think he'll step into the shoes of of Leia, or at least be one of the leaders of the rebellion, the new rebellion. So I thought that was good to see his character development. He he kind of learned how to, you know, not not just jump in a fighter and blow stuff up to solve the problems, but you know, there's uh, strategies involved in in war as well. So I enjoyed. His character. Uh, um, what about
1: you? So a couple things I let's see. We'll, we'll start with what I didn't like
2: right. first.
1: Okay, so what I didn't like, and this is weird, I didn't like how Finn and Ray were not getting the connection going on, right? Because you kind of got that—that's what was going on in the first one. You know, they yeah,
0: that had, was a big storyline in the first movie, the seventh movie, I guess.
1: Yeah, that you know that there was something there, you know there was you know an attraction there, you know, and maybe that was going to feed into the second one, and then this you know the, this one came on and it was like nothing, right? They kept saying you know like it was almost like they were just saying another line in the movie, like oh where's where's Ray, where's Finn, but you know what I mean? You never saw it, and I didn't like that because I felt like that that was something going on. I was liking it. I was like, Oh, that's cool. You know? And, uh, so I was bummed about that. Um, I don't, I didn't like the phasma, how, what they did with phasma. I really felt like she should have played a bigger part in everything. She should have played a bigger part in the movie as far as what she's going to do and the evil and what she can do. You know, I felt like they kind of cut that short. It was a little bit, uh, not as amazing as I wanted it to be, and maybe that's bad expectations on my part. <laughs> but I always thought they'd be a little bit a little bit better. And then probably the last thing that I really just was not down with was when they went to go see when they had to go find the um, the hacker guy, the code breaker. It was just kind of a weird storyline to to fill in movie, I think, right? Like you could have accomplished that a different way maybe. I, I don't know. But that is just kind of strange. I didn't really like that. So um, what I really did like, there's a couple things I did. Like I really liked how Kylo Ren came alive in this one. Like he took command because before, you know, with General Hux, they're like on equal grounds. And I thought that was strange, you know. Um But this one, you really see Kylo Ren take a step like, no, I am in charge. You know, there's going to be no discussion about who's next. There's going to be no discussion about my power. Um, I I liked the connection between Kylo and and Ray. You know, when they were talking like on the sides and stuff like that. I liked that. And who knows how long that's going to keep going on. And, you know, if you're going to see more of it coming up, I think that's cool to see those guys interact because they're interacting from such opposite points of view. Like they're talking about the same thing and Ray's kind of more skewed to the light and he's definitely skewed to the dark, you know. And it's interesting to hear them talk and and react and and Ray can see like, oh, I can see his point of view. I can understand where he's coming from and same with Kylo. And, And I like that. I like that interaction. Um uh those are probably my big things that I that I that really stand out um it's, you know as far as that goes um I I don't know I I mean there's a lot of little things I like but uh, yeah out of the big things those were definitely the ones that stood out that I I really enjoyed and I hope that they take further as yeah. far as the storyline goes. Um, yeah. Well, I,
0: feel yeah that's- I have some similar thoughts on those as well. The, the Phasma duel was way too short. Her involvement in the story is way too little. Um, but I don't, at the same time, I don't know how she would have fit in other than just being there in the background, maybe. Uh, so I don't know, maybe she'll be come back. We thought she was dead in episode seven. So <laughs> maybe she survived.
1: Yeah. Maybe she landed in a trash compactor. Apparently yeah. well she survives those. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, it was disappointing. The, the dual, actual duel is good, but way too short. You know, 30 seconds isn't, isn't long enough. So, I don't know. Maybe there's some deleted scenes where that's an actual longer fight.
1: Um, yeah. And and she was pretty cool in it, too, right? She's yeah. pretty bad. Bad stuff she's you know shooting right on
0: point, kicking, I and mean, she was not to be messed with yeah, she'd actually won the fight until Finn landed on an elevator, i guess and so you know she she handled her, handled her own in the fight, so that was good good to see uh like you said the the rose and Finn storyline it I think it could have been accomplished in a different, simpler way. As far as like, hey, the, here's the task, go complete the task. Um, but in in other viewings, when I saw it again, I kind of understood why it's there in the story. And it's basically, from, in my opinion, for Rose and Finn to develop some sort of relationship, whether it's just friends or, or more. And also it's character development for Finn. Because we see... You know, in Episode 7, he wants to run away from the First Order. Not necessarily he's a coward, but he knows what the First Order can do, and he doesn't want to be a part of it because they're they're bad news. And so he wakes up from his medical treatments in this Episode 8, and he kind of still has that same attitude. He wants to get away. He doesn't really know these people. I mean, we view him as part of the Resistance now, but for him, he only joined the Resistance at the end to help Rey. Um, Killer, get her off Star Killer base right that was his motive and so he wakes up she's gone he's like well I'm out of here I got I'm gonna go find her I got the beacon so I can you know get her away from this mess and he was gonna leave and then Rose in, intervened and he went on this mission with her and he kind of learns you know there is some good in the universe you know there's it's not just the first order that's it's these other people that are financing the war as well so he kind of has his own journey that's what i saw in watching it more times um but as far as like getting the the hacker and all that that could have been accomplished a lot easier than what, than what they did so anyway yeah that was initially was kind of a, a sticking point for me but i kind of grew to understand it but i still don't like like we you mentioned earlier how you know ray and finn were building this friendship and then really you don't see them together until the end when they hug but then finn is helping rose on the falcon and she's kind of looking on like oh what's going on there type mm-hmm. of thing Then poe comes up and he's like hey i'm my name's poe you know he kind of gives her that <laughs> smile <laughs> yeah. kind of strange who knows what's gonna happen there but um yeah as far as what i liked i think i mentioned those a couple couple things i did like princess leia's in or general leia's involvement in the story more she was more front and center and there's actually a scene where she comes in firing a blaster and you know she's just more involved we get to see her personality more than we did the last the, the last movie so that was good
1: because uh, as far as i'm concerned she's a horrible general <laughs> i've never seen her win a battle ever <laughs> but hey you know, she can survive being blasted out of a, of a starship cruiser. So what do I know?
0: Yeah. Um, so was there anything that didn't work for you? Um, I guess you mentioned the, the Canto Bite um, casino sequence.
1: Yeah, I just kind of just felt, I I don't know I felt like you were trying to bring too much in bring a little too savvy like all of a sudden we have these new running wolf creatures and yeah. um, you know just weird things like that you know and I just thought you were just trying to be a little too savvy just tell me the story you know if, if that's what you want to do and go skew but don't have this weird introduction of whatever those things are you know like it just seemed weird to me Um, yeah just I don't know what well, wasn't working for me um, everything else i mean gelled pretty well the, uh, like i said the one thing that really worked for me was like the, the kylo ray connection going on yeah and i'm still of the belief that they are related i think they're <laughs> twins or something i i am i you know there's got to be more of a connection there than just that than just He's the dark side that's risen up and I'm the light side that's risen up.
2: Yeah.
1: It just seems to, that's too, too random. And I, I don't feel like that the forces like throughout the shows, it's never been that random.
0: Yeah. It's always had a purpose.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, there's a purpose that she is who she is and he is who he is, you know, but what that is, we have no idea. And, and I'm hoping we find out. Right. But, um, I don't know, Um, but that's yeah. Those are probably the biggest things that just weren't working for me. Um, uh, Also, probably the another thing that didn't work for me, and we've joked about this, is when. So after uh, Snoke gets cut in half, you've got these two awesome, you know, Jedi. Well, untrained Jedi, and they barely survive a fight with uh, some temple guards. So either these were the most amazing temple guards ever or these guys just aren't that good. Yeah. And so I, I don't know, maybe they were, maybe it doesn't explain it, but they're, you know, maybe those were the Knights of Ren. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't, I didn't get the sense that they could use the force. So that's even more curious that these two force users, (laughs) Well, I guess once you bring it, it, there were so there, I think there were eight guards. If you got four on one, I mean, that's, that makes it a little bit harder. So.
1: Well, unless you're Darth Vader walking <laughs> through Rogue One and you kill like half the army in 10 seconds.
0: Yeah. And he did storm the Jedi temple and kill all the Jedi himself. Well, right. He had troopers, but he was the one Jedi against however many other Jedi that were in the temple.
1: Yeah, I mean, even, even in that uh, Jedi Padawan, right, or Youngling or whatever jumped up, remember, when Senator Organa landed? And he jumps up and he kills like three of them, right? Even he held better yeah. than those two, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: a good point. So, um, for me, what didn't work, really very nitpicky things and really didn't affect my overall view of the, of the movie, uh, when Leg I, I mentioned earlier how she was blown out into space and she uses the force to come back, and it wasn't necessarily that. It was just how they executed that action. I thought it was very Mary Poppins-esque. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Instead of a cool moment, it was, oh look, it's Mary Poppins in space. <laughs> I just oh that
1: was
0: my weird. gosh! What? <laughs> Man, uh, when, he, when Luke's on the island, you know they show him getting some milk. <laughs> that was at first. I was like, you see the reaction on Ray's face, and that was pretty much my reaction. I was like, oh my gosh, what what is going on?
1: Yeah, that was pretty gross. That yeah. was like, what? What am I looking at? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I I I almost. Felt, folded my arms and started praying. I, it was weird. It was like strange. I felt awkward, you know? Yeah. It was strange.
0: So there, just those, I think those were the only two things really um, that I can think of at this point. Uh, any under, unanswered questions? I think we talked about raised parentage. I still don't believe that's the answer. Snoke question was never really answered. Yeah. Um, any other unanswered questions that we haven't talked about? Uh, Knights of Ren, where are they? Yeah, What's their involvement? Yeah, what I do was they really keep? wanting to see them show up in this movie.
1: Because they're Force users, right? I mean, yeah. you have to assume they're as trained as, as uh, Kylo Ren is. Maybe Kylo Ren's a little stronger, uh, you know, because he's a Skywalker you know whether that's because he has more metachlorians or or what what have you, but they're they're force users. Yeah. Well,
0: so Luke said that he drew off ten of his students with him. Mm-hmm. I I assume that they were those were the Knights of Ren.
1: Yeah, you know, and I'm sure they are. So, you know, what happened to them? Where are they? Yeah. Do they have involved
0: light- in the conflict?
1: Yeah. Do they have lightsabers of their own? And yada, yada, you know, and so I think that one is definitely not answered, um, for sure. Um, that might be really the only other big one, uh, that really just tops out at you. I'm I'm sure there's a billion little ones. There's so much to the show, right? So much to the movie. Um, hmm. We didn't, uh... I guess Chewie's still around. So, oh, what's his name? Where was his character? We met him at uh, Comic Con.
0: Oh yeah, Snap Wexley, the the pilot.
1: Yeah, where was he at? Right. I mean, we didn't get to see him. Maybe, and like you said, you said maybe you saw him in uh, in the hangar when it blew up.
0: Yeah, they didn't. They didn't really show that. Show him. I, I don't think he was in the movie because he's a J.J. J. Abrams guy and since he wasn't directing it he didn't so I don't know there was a couple of characters that I noticed that were in Seven some key players like um when they're in the the, the war room talking about how they're going to attack Starkiller Base probably about half those characters that were in that weren't in the next movie I mean the only ones that I can think of there was a there's Admiral Akbar, and then uh a White haired guy, and the, mm. those are the only ones that I can see that actually transferred over to this movie. And and
1: Admiral Akbar died, right? He died in this show, yeah,
0: yeah. So Greg Grumberg is the actor, and yeah, he wasn't in this one, so maybe yeah. he was just there. I mean, story wise, maybe his character was just there and never really, or maybe he went on a, a mission. reconnaissance mission because he was he did that in episode seven
1: Mm, yeah I mean who knows I I don't know if he's planned to be in the next one but I was kind of bummed not to see him you know yeah uh mostly because I met him and I have a picture with him and I can be like I know that guy we're friends for like 10 minutes (laughs) yeah so (laughs) but um uh then that's pretty much it oh I think one thing that kind of jumped out to me that bugged me is, where was everyone else? Here you have these two groups fighting for control of the galaxy, and nobody else shows up? Yeah. Does that mean nobody cares? Like, they kept saying, that means, you know, the universe doesn't have hope. You know, hope is lost. But maybe it's just nobody cares. Everyone's like, meh, whatever. Have your battle. Yeah, we'll let them duke it out. Yeah, like... I don't know because no one did anything. Like nobody showed up on either side. Like you would assume that people would be like, "Oh, it's a big. This side's either going to win or the other side's going to win, and now's the time to take action." And nothing. Yeah. You know, and makes me wonder why.
0: It could be they're just tired. I mean, the the war started in episode two, basically, and even though the Clone Wars ended, the the Empire was still in rule, and they were. Using military might to control the galaxy and then the rebels were fighting for, you know, six, seven, eight years. And s- then there was peace and then now they're fighting again. So it could just be like, yeah, let me know when it's over and I'll pick my side. They could just, the rest of the galaxy could just be tired of it. Mm-hmm. You kind of see that in our world today. There's a lot of apathy with what's going on in, in the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Something that's, but yeah, I mean, if you'd think that someone would show up, right? Mm-hmm. Well,
1: because now it's pretty much they're like at ground zero, right? Yeah. Both sides are pretty much decimated. Yeah, they've got nothing
0: left. And well, I got the sense that the First Order, because in the opening crawl, it talks about how the the army of the First Order spread throughout the galaxy, looking for or doing something, right? Oh, So you only got part of the First Order. The main players of the First Order chasing the Resistance. Interesting. But the Rebellion or the Resistance, whatever they're calling themselves now, is decimated. They're at ground zero.
1: Yeah, they've got General Leia Organa. And does she go by Organa or Skywalker? I think it's Organa. General Organa and like six cronies yeah, and then yeah and that's it they, they all look the entire resistance fit <laughs> on uh <laughs> the, falcon. the millennium falcon i mean that's what you got and so yeah but uh, hey you know don't count that out because the millennium falcon has been known to destroy death stars two of them yeah, so, oh, two of them, anyway. yeah, really one, but yeah. it helped with the other one.
2: Yeah.
1: So, but no, it'll be happy to see. Overall, I think I have to give this, uh, I said B minus originally, but I'm going to go with a, a solid B, a solid B. And I give it a solid B because throughout the whole movie, I just felt like I needed a little bit more than what they gave me. On every aspect, every scene, every storyline. I needed a little bit more than what they gave me. And it left me wanting. And uh, as good as it was, I I really enjoyed it. But I don't want to leave a movie wanting. I want to leave a movie like, that was amazing, I can't wait for the next one. Right, right. So I give it a solid B. Um, As a Star Wars fan, I give it an A-. minus. But as a serious critic I give it a B.
0: Alright. So for me, I initially gave it a nine out of ten. So that'd be like an A. Um, but I think that a lot of that deals into the deals with the hype of it all and being excited to go see a new Star Wars movie and all that. Um, after seeing it three times. Still <laughs> still like it. I but I would drop it down to eight and a half, B plus, A minus range um and as far as how it goes with the the rest of the saga the rest of the movies i'd probably put it in at this point anyway probably fourth out of the nine movies what's in front of it uh revenge of the sith episode three is still my all-time favorite and then oh. rogue, rogue one then empire strikes back for the mostly for the nostalgia factor and then this movie which one is the worst I don't know that's hard cuz it's I don't really have a it's more like a least favorite right it's not a worst yeah which is your least favorite <laughs> probably return of the jedi
2: return. I just think it's a
0: weak <laughs> there's a lot of great story elements But overall, it's a weak movie. Hmm. I, I think it's because of the directing. I didn't, you know, the execution of everything was weak in my mind. But I like the story. I mean, the redemption of Anakin and Luke becoming a Jedi, a lot of great story elements. But as an overall movie, it's my least favorite.
1: Okay. I think for me, I have to go. My my favorite is Rogue One. Sorry, I I, I loved that one. Oh yeah, it was great. Was great, Rogue One. Revenge of the Sith would be two. So we're backwards there. Uh, my number three would probably be the original. And it was a New Hope.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, because that started it all. I mean, it was like the coolest thing. It was you know kind of. And just an amazing movie when it first came out. Um, this one I'd probably have to do right at four or five. You know, um, I think it's almost a tie between this one and
0: Force Awakens. Yeah, that was kind of my experience too. <laughs>
1: so, um, but definitely still good. Definitely worth seeing. If you haven't seen it, go see it. If you've seen it, go see it again. Don't see it three times in like two days like Justin did. But go see it. <laughs>
0: Three times in three days,
1: three. Ta- that's insane, but <laughs> but I I can't really point fingers because when uh, Batman came out, I saw it like four times in two days. So <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't really knock. But um, no, good movie. I mean, great great saga. It's too bad we have to wait two years to see the next one, and. Everybody keep writing these guys. It needs to come out on May the 4th.
0: Yeah. I don't see why that hasn't happened yet with the Star Wars movie.
1: Yes. And 2019, is that the year that they're going to do the
0: next uh, Star Wars convention? Yeah. So the next Star Wars celebration is 2019, probably in the spring, maybe summer. And then Star Wars lands in... Disney World and Disneyland is going to open in 2019. So a lot of Star Wars stuff happening in 2019.
1: And Are, are we going to go to that? What, what are we going to do?
0: Yes. To
1: all yes. Of We're going
0: to it. Everybody, we are going to it. There's no questions. We're going to the Celebration, Star Wars Land, and Episode 9.
1: And our wives are invited if they'd like to come. So if they're listening to this, you are welcome to come. <laughs>
0: yeah (laughs) so but uh yeah yeah, any any final thoughts on the last jedi that we haven't um you know no real final thoughts just uh
1: it's a fun movie go see it i mean i can't say that enough it's a good time it's kind of so hard for us to talk about it coherently because there's so much to it but uh you know, there's some good things. And if you have comments about the things we've said, or if you have things we didn't bring up, you know, leave us a message, send us an email, something, you know, and let us know. We'd like to address those things. And, you know, we're always looking to the new Canon storylines. And uh, so if you have any information that we don't have, let us know.
0: Yeah. Um, My final thoughts, kind of like what Mark said, there's a lot of stuff going on and This is one of the few Star Wars movies that you not only like and enjoy, but you have to think about what just happened. You got to process all the stuff that you just saw from, you know, Luke throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder to, um, Snoke being killed and Rey and Kylo fighting together to Luke dying at the end. We didn't really talk about that much, but it's pretty self-explanatory that he became one with the force and moved on. And so just, just a lot of stuff happens that you know you don't really see in other Star Wars movies. And that's one of the good things about this movie. The rewatchability factors high. Um I enjoyed it. Like I said, gave it a B minus A plus or A minus B plus and go see it let us know what you think we'll probably talk about it a couple more times just not in depth or as long maybe a few minutes here and there so we'll definitely be talking about The Last Jedi in the future we want to thank you guys for listening again taking the time out to to join us here on Random Angst and definitely jump on Facebook make some comments give us your theories or tell us what you liked didn't like about it and you have any unanswered questions about the last jedi we're on facebook we're on instagram twitter Um, you can find this podcast on itunes by searching random angst or on soundcloud.com or on our website randomangst.com so once again we thank you for listening in and we'll catch you next time see you guys